because we're attached to the medical centre, we understood that our patients were their patients and vice versa. So we tried to complement their services as much as possible. And most importantly, we keep them in the loop with what we're doing as much as possible. So they really love what we do. They see us as their partners and not their competitors. They have become so integrated with us that we're actually seeing them step into our pharmacy with their patients during a consult and talking to us and then choosing products off the shelf with their patients and really providing a holistic approach to their patients' needs. Hi, I'm Tina Passier from Pharmacy 777 Glengarry in Western Australia and you're listening to the Pharmacy Business and Career Network podcast. Welcome to the Pharmacy Business and Career Network podcast, brought to you by the Pharmacy Guild of Australia. Focusing on pharmacy management and ownership, the PDCN podcast supports the improvement and growth of your business performance with insights and advice from a range of industry professionals. The PBCN podcast, supporting your journey every step of the way. To a varying degree, community pharmacies already contract other health professionals such as maternal nurses and diabetes educators on a sessional basis. With physical retailing under pressure and an increased focus on multidisciplinary care, pharmacy infrastructure can be utilised for broader health services without necessarily entering into those markets directly or employing full-time staff. Other health professionals working on a sessional basis can complement pharmacists' medicine's role, enabling a holistic health solutions-based approach. Pharmacy 777 Glengarry has certainly embraced collaborating and partnering with other allied health professionals and have established themselves as a health hub for the community of Duncraig and the region. As testament to the pharmacy's commitment to the community both within and outside the pharmacy's walls, the pharmacy was recently recognised as winner of the Community Engagement, Collaboration and Partnerships category of the Guild Pharmacy of the Year Award, proudly sponsored by principal sponsor Care Pharmaceuticals and sponsor QCPP. Today, we speak with Tina Passia on how the pharmacy has transformed into a health destination dedicated to improving the health of their patients through building strong professional relationships and engaging with the wider community. Here's Tina. Great to catch up with you, Tina. Welcome to the show. The last time we spoke was just after the Guild Pharmacy of the Year Award Ceremony at APP. You've since returned home and shared the news with people. What has been the reaction of your patients and the wider community when you return to the pharmacy after winning the Community Engagement Collaborations and Partnership category? The community um, has really gotten behind us. They're over the moon for us. Duncraig has really embraced this award. Um, people feel like it's something they have won. So um, the level of energy in the pharmacy and community is great. Everyone feels very proud. It's definitely helped to bring a happy vibe into our community. Outstanding. You mentioned that it increases the level of the, the community and the pharmacy. What about the team in the pharmacy? What does winning the award mean to them and yourself? It's a great sense of recognition for all the hard work that we've put in. Um, it has really helped bring the team closer together. It's an acknowledgement for everyone in our team um, that we're on the right track. It really helps to validate what we're doing, really. And winning the award has really inspired our team to keep moving forward, to keep innovating and finding new ways to stay relevant in our community. Outstanding. It sounds as though it's the sorts of things that really does sort of spur a team forward rather than them 
resting on their laurels. Now, you became the owner of the pharmacy about two and a half years ago. Often when people buy any business, they can see some potential, some things that they'll keep, but but others things that they see that they can improve in the store. What were some of those things that you focused on changing so as to transform the pharmacy into the health destination that it's become today? When we bought the pharmacy, it was really old, dark, dated, run down and provided a provided no health services at all. Um, It was full of makeup, gifts and non-prescription items. So we decided to start fresh and give it a bright and um, inviting facelift. Um, We came up with a plan to renovate the pharmacy, redesign the floor plan and change the product mix so it became more functional to what we wanted and to create a real health service hub for our community. On top of that, we invested very heavily in staff and staff training and also mentoring. So we created specialised pharmacists for each of our health services and we we invested a lot of time outside our pharmacy mixing with our community. So in a way, we became more outward focused and committed to um, filling the gaps within our community. yeah, so that was our main points we focused on. Now, the recent CP2025 research conducted by the Guild indicated that patients support greater collaboration with the broader health sector, including increased communication between doctors and pharmacists like yourself. This is something that your pharmacy does very well. Can you tell us how you started out on that front and around how you went about approaching doctors and specialists, as well as how you overcame any barriers when approaching them? Our focus um, was to fill in the gaps within our community. We, we, this was our number one priority. So we dedicated two professional service pharmacists to spend at least two hours a week beyond the four walls of our pharmacy. And this was rostered into their um, timetables. The idea was... Um, for our professional health, professional service pharmacists to come across to the doctors and specialists as not a salesperson or a rep, but as a professional who are tr- as professionals who are truly interested in helping provide the best possible health outcome for their patients. So um, we asked the health professionals what we could do for them to help improve their patients' health. Um, we didn't step on their toes and in, or even entice them with lunches and freebies. We really, um, we just wanted to, to help as much as we could with what they were offering. Um, we invited them back into our store as well so they could use our consult rooms and also see what our store had to offer them and if also there's anything in particular they wanted us to stock for their patients as well. Were they receptive to your staff going out and having conversations with them? They were. They didn't at all feel like we were stepping on their toes or that we were trying to sell something because we were genuinely just interested in their patients' health outcomes and we wanted to provide a service, service that would integrate with what they were offering. It really helped build a sense of trust um, between us and them. And they realised like where we were coming from wasn't an area where um, 
we wanted to compete with them or steal their patients. We just wanted to fill in the gaps whenever possible. And so with those two hours per week with those people rostered on and the doctors and specialists are receptive to having a conversation with you and they don't feel as though you're stepping on their toes, how do you and the team grow and maintain that trust that you just mentioned? Is it just people putting it in their diary and visiting a certain person every couple of weeks or do you go down a different path? Once we've built a relationship with the um, health professional, um, we just try our best to keep the doctors and the specialists in the loop whenever we can. So, for example, we'll send them regular updates of patient blood pressure results. Um, We send them regular follow-up reports. For example, if a patient has started on a new non-prescription item, um, we we will write a letter to let them know what's going on and to keep them in the loop. Um, And on top of that, we'll just do regular impromptu um, and planned visits and also emails and phone conversations whenever possible. But I guess most importantly, um, we tailor our interaction with what suits that particular doctor. Some like emails, some like phone conversations and some like visits. And is that something that your staff specifically ask that doctor and say, listen, would you prefer us to just drop in, schedule an appointment, ring, email, send a letter? Do they specifically ask the person or do they just pick that up in the conversations? No, we definitely ask the the health professional what they prefer. Um, It's really about being present and not and being responsive to their what their needs are. So everything's tailored. The professional service pharmacists are really in tune with what the doctors and the specialists want from us. So they're not working off scripts. They're not working off, you know, a run sheet of any sort. They're just using their own brain really to work out what they have for each doctor and specialist. I understand that you are using digital tools to provide an accurate and efficient and and secure platform to connect with those health professionals. We found a lot of our doctors preferred us to use HealthLink to communicate with them. Um, So this is a secure messaging platform that allows GPs and other health professionals to share patient information securely and quickly. Um, We didn't realise, but it is widely used around Australia and a lot of our GPs prefer this over emails and phone conversations and letters. So this really forms a part of our tailored approach that we offer. Now, patients also support having allied health professionals located on-site in community pharmacies, and I think you alluded to it earlier because as such, Pharmacy 777 Glengarry has also addressed that need. You currently have several allied health professionals utilising your consulting rooms and providing much-needed services to your patients. Can you tell us about those services and those areas that are being utilised? They're really just gaps in our community. Um, Our main one is our uh, lactation consultants. So, We have two in-store midwives and lactation consultants that conduct consults for mothers, mothers mothers-to-be and also fathers. Um, They talk about everything from, you know, oversupply, undersupply of milk, tongue tie, preterm, mastitis, poor weight gain, etc. So this service really helps to widen our footprint within our community. We have referrals coming back into our pharmacy from child health nurses, local parenting centres, members of parenting groups and other mothers' group 
So we found the return on investment on this service has been huge. Um, it's also helped us grow our stock mix. Um, so now we're able to have more unique products in our pharmacy catering for the demands of their patients. So it's been fantastic. So with those services, let's take lactation consultants, for example. How do you decide that that's a service that's going to be well-suited and actually utilised in those rooms? And then how did you go about approaching professionals to utilise those rooms? Because just like the doctors and the specialists that you've built relationships with, I'm interested if there were any lessons that you learned along the way or things that were unexpected or even any barriers to overcome when getting them on board? Oh, well, we were quite surprised because we didn't have any problems getting them on board. I think it helped our business as much as it helped theirs. It was more of a win-win situation because they were able to reach a wider footprint for their patients and so were we. So, We were very surprised. We didn't have many knockbacks at all. What about in terms of any surprises with getting them just in and up to speed and working and access and letting people know? Was there any lessons learnt along the way there? Not really. If anything, they were surprised that this was even an option. Um, There wasn't, I mean, a few of them had issues they had to double check with in terms of um, insurances and um, privacy issues. But after we ironed out little um, little things like that, there wasn't any problems at all. Outstanding. Listeners, I think there's a, a real lesson there in terms of just getting out of your four walls and speaking to some other people that can add value to your own patients. Tina, you also work closely with the GP practice next door to the pharmacy. Can you tell us about that specific relationship and the benefits of collaborating with them seeing that they're so close? This was probably the the most surprising part of our journey Um, because we're attached to the medical centre. We understood that our patients were their patients and vice versa. So we tried to complement their services as much as possible. And most importantly, we keep them in the loop with what we're doing as much as possible. So they really love what we do. Um, They see us as their partners and not their competitors. Um, So we're we're very open and transparent with them and we don't try and hide anything. they have become so integrated with us that we're actually seeing them step into our pharmacy with their patients during a consult and talking to us and then choosing products off the shelf with their patients and really providing a holistic approach to their patients' needs. So it's been yeah, incredible. That's amazing. That is a great story. I can just imagine the the GPs coming around the corner with their patients and, and really engaging with you guys. That must be very satisfying. Now, the pharmacy is heavily involved in the wider community in supporting community groups and schools and local businesses. You have established a, a really wide network through ongoing relationship building and nurturing. What sorts of community engagement activities have you built into your business plan and strategy? Well, pretty much everything and anything we can think of. Um, We have this massive wall in our staff room, which we call the community engagement wall. Um, This wall is filled with ideas on how to engage our community. So we add to it as much as possible. And every time we think of a new idea, we try and um, slowly work it into our strategy to grow that area. Examples include, you know, we started up our own mother's group and we um, 
we try to add as much value to local schools as possible, not by just doing talks and fundraisers, but really um, getting into their health campaigns, mixing in with the um, with the school community by doing breakfast clubs, doing head lice checks, things like that. Um, so that's you know anything and everything. Other areas we've um, tapped into are our local gyms. We'll go in there, we'll do blood pressure tests for them, um, do massages. We'll take a massaging, um, remedial massage therapist with us. Um, we'll go to the local, any local sporting club from bowling clubs to, you know, the local hockey club. We'll go into our local coffee shops and we'll do, a, you know, a coffee voucher system where um, if they're coming into us and they spent over a certain amount of money, we'll give them a coffee voucher to go into the local coffee shop. Um, so, yeah, we do as much as possible and volunteer whenever we can to fill in the gaps in our community. I reckon you do. That was a pretty comprehensive uh, answer. Tenny, you spoke earlier about how winning an award really energises the staff and the community. How do you now go about evaluating the services that you provide and looking for new opportunities and still trying to innovate and continually improve because all the while you're still needing to run a business as usual day to day. The evaluation process is really quite complicated as you can't just look at sales reports and P&Ls. Um, we ask our patients for feedback all the time um, and we try to keep track of new customer growth and also the new referrals we're getting back into the pharmacy. Um, for example, we noticed after um, we had um, a certain health professional practice in our store, in our consult room, we saw more referrals from them and from and their patients back into the pharmacy. So um, it's all got to do with you know, us getting out there to get people back in really. Now, your team is integral to the model that you have in place, the one that you've created, particularly getting outside those four walls and speaking to other health professionals and then being so engaged with the community. How do you make sure you recruit the right staff? What are some of those key things that you look for in an individual? I'm all about people we hired having the same vision as we do and also fitting into our team culture. Um, we hire staff, we always hire staff with the same vision. You know, you could have the smartest, most efficient pharmacist in the world, but if they don't share your vision and they don't fit into the team culture, I think they become your biggest liability. So as an owner, it's all about that culture and that vision. And also, I, I, my biggest asset is my team. So I spend as much time and effort I can to keep them happy, keep them focused and alert. And in turn, I find this reflects in positive and meaningful health outcomes for our patients. A big part of that is mentoring. I know that you are passionate about mentoring and professional development of your team. Why do you think mentoring and professional development is is so important and how do you facilitate mentoring and professional development for your team? We focus on um, growing career pathways in each of our staff members. So we've, we implement a mentoring program for each of them 
Um, so we focus on each pharmacist and what they're passionate about and what sparks their joy and help them expand and achieve the best they can be in these areas. So it really helps to empower them and for them to take ownership of the areas they're really passionate about. Um, a part of it, of course, is investing quite heavily in staff training, um, both face-to-face and online. Another part is doing regular developmental reviews with our team. And we've also implemented a peer mentoring system where they are buddied up with another team member that's always there supporting them and someone who guides them through their shortfalls and their learning experience. Collaboration and relationships are clearly key planks of your business and your team's success. What advice can you give those that may be looking for ways to collaborate, just like you guys have, with other providers in their community? What should be the first step? Is it making a list? Is it just going out and knocking on people's doors? What's the first thing they should do? Well, the first thing they should remember is don't be afraid of rejection. The the pharmacy pharmacy you know industry in, it, in itself is so worried or has such a fear of rejection and you're going to get rejected but don't be afraid um, to go out there and make contact with as many health professionals in your community as possible and just be humble and have humility so share your ideas and share how you can you think you feel like you can contribute to helping their patients ask them um, what you can do that fits with their plans tell them about your ideas work with them to make sure it doesn't interfere with it, um, with what they have in mind, um, and have a team culture in your pharmacy about of speaking up and exploring and challenging the status quo. So without this, you will end up producing a Me Too service that's never going to be as good as the original. So for me, what I hear there is it's all about coming from a place of how can we help other people rather than a place of we want to sell more services to the same people you speak to. Now, Tina, you've enjoyed great success so far. And the thing about successful people is that they don't usually just sit back and rest on their laurels. And we've spoken a couple of times about how it's energized the team and the community. So what's next for Pharmacy 777 Glengarry? Pharmacy to me is a fast changing industry. What we're doing today will probably be outdated in five years time. So it's really an ongoing process of innovation, implementation and revision to ensure we remain relevant and responsive. So we're just going to focus on innovating new services and new innovative ways to deliver effective and meaningful health outcomes for our community. Tina, congratulations again to you and the team at Pharmacy 777 Glengarry on winning the Community Engagement, Collaborations and Partnerships category in the Guild Pharmacy of the Year Award. It certainly sounds from what you've covered off there and the work you have done in the community and with other health professionals, very much deserved. And so thank you so much for sharing your insights and advice around that success. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. The Pharmacy 777 Glengarry story is a fantastic example of how a pharmacy can transform with the right leader, team, and vision. In just two and a half years, Tina and the team have embraced change and established themselves as a health destination, pivotal to the community and respected by the other health professionals in the region. 
The Guild also recognises the need for community pharmacies to embrace change to ensure long-term sustainability. The Guild CP2025 Framework for Change publication outlines nine growth pathways to help inform future business strategies, one of which is collaboration and partnerships. If you would like more information about the framework and the nine growth pathways, visit guild.org.au forward slash CP2025. And if you are interested in applying for the 2020 Guild Pharmacy of the Year Award, proudly sponsored by principal sponsor Care Pharmaceuticals and sponsor QCPP, further information can be found at guild.org.au forward slash news hyphen events forward slash guild hyphen awards forward slash pharmacy hyphen of hyphen the hyphen year. Until next time, I've been your host, Daniel Oyston, and you've been listening to episode 19 of the PBCN podcast. The PBCN podcast, supporting your journey every step of the way. For more resources, to access support or advice, or to view this episode's show notes, visit guild.org.au.